Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Uh, Tron, what are you doing here? I told you before about coming to my house. This is seriously inappropriate behavior. Agent Minifin, I know who the serial killer is. Oh my god, Tron, last time you told me that, you said it was you. And it obviously isn't you. What could you possibly say to convince me? Agent Minifin completely believed the next thing I told her, and we saved a lot of everyone's time and energy not playing out a scene we've all seen before, a scene that would be especially hard to insert jokes into. Agent Minifin, the killer, is Deputy Troy Hamoon. Now excuse me one moment, won't you? Sarcastic Voyage presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Nicole Santora as Miss St. Corby. While I was explaining it all to Ancient Menefin like so much Clarissa, this was happening at the St. Corby Soap Factory. Okay, let me get this straight. First, you. Your name is Meniscus? Hibiscus! Surely you remember the name of your true love. Yeah, okay. I've never met you before in my entire life, or in any of my lives for that matter. And you? You say your name is Saltlick? Saltless O'Halloran, at your service! What does that mean? It means whatever you want it to mean. I'm here to help! I can make your greatest desires a reality! All you have to do is ask! Great, so... Do you think we're dating, too? If you're granting wishes, then I wish for Tanda and I to be together forever. You'll get your turn. Everyone does. I'm here to help her. You mean Tanda? All of her. What does she mean, all of you? (sighs) Man, I'm tired of telling this story. All right, sit down. This is going to take a few minutes. Anything for you, my love. So this situation involves 16-year-old Tanda St. Corby, her 42-year-old mother, Vatican, and her 60-year-old mother, Ottawa. The story begins about 30 years ago. So all three women's consciousnesses live inside the body of young Tanda? How the hell did you... Come on, we're in Contentment Corner. I assumed it was some ridiculous thing like that. Well, that's anticlimactic. I kind of thought this would be a bigger deal. No, not really. Because it's kind of a living hell for me, if we're being completely honest. I'm simultaneously experiencing puberty and menopause, for one thing. Hmm, well, I can't actually help with that problem. But I'd be happy to help you with something else. Who are you? I told you! I'm Saltness O'Halloran! And yet, I still don't know who you are. She showed up in my daddy's office with this same pitch recently. Sorry, who's your dad again? Even with the three of us in here, it's all still very confusing. My dad is Clegg Jorgensen, the new CEO of Zizix Cosmetics and your direct competitor. And he forbids us from ever being together. Yeah, we'll uh, circle back on that last part in a minute. So somebody new was in charge of Zizix? What happened to Jad? Oh, he's dead. He got stabbed! Yikes. To death! I figured. So I guess I have to deal with this Jorgensen person now. No need! I read you loud and clear! Consider it done! Wait, consider what done? Ugh, none of this makes any sense. But at least we're together. All right, listen to me. I just met you, and this is crazy. End of song. But... eh. All right, Tanda, do you want this one? Go for it, girl. (sighs) Hibiscus, listen to me. From one bad girl to another. I'm not bad. You're just drawn that way. Look, I see the appeal of dating the wrong girl... 
But, oh, this goes against everything I know. I know how to turn people on with my sexy wiles and my come-hither hips. But I need you to go thither. It, is that some kind of hip motion I can do that will make you not want this? Deny it all you want, but this was written in the stars. <sighs> all right, Mom. I'm out. You want to take a crack at this? Hmm. <sighs> Hibiscus, I know you're all raging hormones right now and that your nethers are all a tingle. Now you're talking. Hang on, I wasn't finished. I was about to say you can't let your nethers sit in the driver's seat. But... I know, bad metaphor. I'm only conscious about a third of the time. Bear with me here. All right. It's like, you know when you're watching TV and you see someone eating ice cream and all you can think about for the rest of the show you're watching is how much you really want ice cream, but then you get caught up in the plot and by the end of the episode, you've completely forgotten all about the ice cream? What are you even talking about? Mm, I'm the ice cream and you don't even want me. You just think you want me because you saw someone else having it. <gasps> There's someone else. <sighs> no, I'm really not explaining this right. I think we may have to go with the nuclear option. What's the nuclear option? That'd be me, Ottawa St. Corby, dear. Listen, I've been through a lot in my life. I was in a coma, then I was a teenager, then I briefly inhabited an egg, like a bird's egg. I'm still not sure how that happened, or how I even got out of it. But that's not the point. The point, hibiscus, is that you can't steal from the past. That robs you of your future, and nobody wants to look forward to the future and a black mask and a striped shirt, carrying a sack with a time sign on it. You're better than that, Hibiscus, aren't you? Aren't you better than a cartoon burglar? I... I guess I am. I never thought of it like that before. Well, that's what you have me for. But to be completely clear, you don't have me. At all. Yeah, I guess you're right. Thanks for setting me straight, Ottawa. Anytime. Can I ask you one more thing? Of course, sweetie. If you, any of you, aren't my true love, forbidden by my father, written in the stars, destined to end in exquisite entropy, then who is? Because it has to be somebody, right? We all have someone out there, don't we? I mean, I've yet to find anyone age-appropriate in my whole three generations in one situation here. Sort of a Kobayashi Maru, you know? Ew. You're a nerd? Ugh, gross. I really dodged a bullet there. What is it, Miss Vanderbork? Mr. Jorgensen, there's a mummy here to see you. Now, I can't be certain, Miss Vanderbork, because the sound quality of that intercom is truly terrible. I've heard that, yes, sir. But it sounded to me like you said a mummy is here to see me. Shall I send him in? Well, since you can't possibly have said what I think you just said. And again, that intercom really is just garbage. Uh, yes, Send him on in. And if you find the time, would you mind having someone clean up the flamingo feces in the break room? It's really quite rank in there. Right away. Hello, I'm... Oh. Would appear I owe my assistant an apology. You do indeed appear to be a mummy. What can I do for you, Mr... Deputy Troyamun. And let me get a good look at what you have to offer before I answer that question. What are you doing with that knife? Nothing yet. I'll be murdering you with it presently. Once I determine which of your 
Hawkins would be serve my needs. My God. You're some kind of Frankenstein monster. Well, sorted. No. I love that murder. Freeze! Special Agent Kale Minifin, FBI. And Tron Zayedigahente, Agent Troy Hamoon, you're under arrest. Okay, Tron, I need to be the one who says that, otherwise it's inadmissible. Oh, of course. So what? You two are working together now. That's right. An FBI agent who tracks serial killers and her civilian partner who can change the very nature of reality itself. I'd watch the hell out of that show. But how did you escape? Through the magic of radio. <laughs> what, seriously? That local Top 40 station won't stop playing that horrible I Am Not a Feminist song. Listen, it's on right now. Ugh, I know, right? Total garbage. Made me want to rip the radio right out of the car. Just awful. You can uh, turn it down now, sir. Thank you. Fascinating as this irrelevant bit of pop culture might be, I believe you mentioned something about a crime and me being responsible for a crime. I think certain you have nothing on me in that regard. Oh, but then you forget the part about my civilian partner and his magic narration powers. Deputy Troy Hamoon immediately confessed to all the murders he'd committed. The following is a list of everyone I've murdered. Lexington Park, Jard Cotland, Joe Conklin. Okay, okay, okay. Seriously, you're going to explain all of this, right? Because I can't possibly be the only one who thinks this is all getting needlessly complicated. Sorry, sir. We won't take up any more of your time. We've got everything we need. Let's go, deputy. Oh, for the love of scotch, I need to put a lock on that door. Oh, hibiscus, honey. I thought you were out trying to date someone. Those days are over, Daddy. I've learned a lot today. I spoke with a very wise woman. Uh, don't you mean wise woman? I know what I mean. Anyway, I'm ready to put away childish things now and embrace the family business. That's wonderful, sweetheart. I know we can get this company back on its feet and in fighting shape to destroy St. Corby's soap. That's my girl. Now show me. Show me how to be a patriarch. So, Deputy Troyamun was the serial killer, huh? <laughs> Boy, it really is the last fella you expect. Aren't you worried that someone under your command was responsible for, like, a bunch of murders? Oh, nah. And let me tell you why. You see, skunks aren't pandas. Now, you might think they are on account of them both being cuddly black and white rascals, but I can assure you... The sheriff went on like that for some time. I probably could have used my newly discovered abilities to make him stop, or make him start making sense, or even to, I don't know, bend reality so that his dumb, pointless story actually was relevant. But I figured the polite thing to do would be to just stand there and nod occasionally. When that finally wound down, I headed over to that spot behind the one-way glass. You know that spot. It's in every cop show. Agent Menefin let me watch her questioning the deputy, which is probably like illegal or unethical or something, but we're a high-concept law enforcement team now. The rules don't apply to us. Where is Saltness O'Halloran? I know she likes to hang out in the cornfields. You might try there. 
Oh, well, that was anticlimactic. I was expecting you to put up a fight. I spent the entire trip over here thinking about how I could possibly rough up a mummy, and now I don't even get to. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Agent Minofin. Are you, though? Not really, no. <laughs> All right, let's roll. He says she's... In the cornfield, I know. I don't know if I'll ever get used to this power of yours. I mean, I guess, but I heard him tell you that from the other side of the glass. You know, like on cop shows? That's not a one-way glass, it's a window. He can still see us. Hello. Oh, well, that's less fun. So after we listen to another 15-minute parable about the Russian Revolution and its impact on pincushions, thanks, Sheriff, we headed out into one of the many cornfields that surround Contentment Corner. Somehow, I knew exactly which one Saltness would be in, probably because I'm omniscient. Is that her? Don't you know? No, I've never met this person. I just keep hearing about her. About me? Nothing bad, I hope. Saltness O'Hallorhan, you are wanted for questioning in relation to a number of ongoing investigations. It's nice to be wanted. I'm going to need you to come with me, please. No, I don't think I'll be doing that. Tron? Saltness resisted initially, but then thought better of it and complied with Agent Menefin's request. Uh, it was really more of an order. Fine, order, whatever. Nope. What do you mean, nope? I thought you were omniscient. Isn't omni a Latin prefix that means everything? Not everything except some crazy broad named Saltness? Now there's no need to be rude. Let me try again. Suddenly, Saltness fell asleep. Just collapsed right there on the ground, snoring loudly. Say, you guys want to go get some coffee? Because you're feeling sleepy? No, silly. Because it's delicious. And who doesn't love coffee? I guess we're going to have to do this the old-fashioned way. Put your hands on your head and don't make any sudden moves. How about instead I offer you anything you could possibly want? Are you bribing me right now? No, I don't expect anything in return. I'm just making an offer. The only thing that I want from you is to know what your involvement is with the recent homicides perpetrated by Deputy Troy Human and who, if anyone, you're working for. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Agent Minifin? Not now, Tron. Agent Minifin, someone else is here. Someone who wasn't here a minute ago. Well, can your half-assed omniscience tell us who that might be? See for yourself. I don't know this person either. You know, I've only been in this town for a few weeks. He used to be our narrator, but you might know him better as Satan. The very same. Took you long enough to work it out. What the fuck is going on here? <sighs> I think that's going to have to wait until the next episode, Agent Menefin. This feels very much like a cliffhanger to me. Episode 31 of Contentment Corner featured... Hey, knock it off! Get thee behind me! Episode 31 of Contentment Corner featured Duncan Bosco as Deputy Troy Hamoon, Mark Bosco as Tron Sehedekahente, Robert Cooper as the Prince of Darkness, Terry Drozdak as Gondola Vanderborg, Brian Lynch as Sheriff Bax Magma, Kara O'Connor as Agent Kale Menefin, Nicole Santora as Miss St. Corby, Amanda Smith as Saltness O'Hallorhan, Sabrina Snyder as Hibiscus Jorgensen, and Jason Wallace as Clegg Jorgensen. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Amanda Smith and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2017. It's Dee I'm back. So just you wait right there. I'm not about to hear you call me that again. Sure, I'm a woman, it's true. It doesn't mean I have to be a freaking feminist, too. 
know Just throw your labels away You don't wanna see my bitches get cray, cray I'm a boy. 